2: Hej och välkomna till Vinpratarna avsnitt 119. Vi har ju egentligen ett avsnitt kvar på vår härliga Bordeaux och du ser. Men på grund av tidskrävande orsaker som till exempel influensa, det är därför jag låter lite så här extra whiskeyhets idag så känner vi att vi vill ge oss själva någon extra vecka för att förbereda det här sista avsnittet som vi ska handla om söt Bordeaux. Men vilken tur då att vi istället har en purfärsk intervju med Audrey Brassini att lägga ut. Audrey är vinmakare på Domaine Ferré som huserar i puy i Maconet. Det är en producent som länge gått i tätan vad det gäller att tänja gränserna för kvalitetsvin i den här regionen. Deras mål är och alltid varit att konkurrera med de betydligt mer kända vitvinsappellationerna längre norrut i Bourgogne- Och om du frågar mig, som de lyckas. Dessutom till priser som är minst sagt överkomliga. Riktigt snygga viner tycker jag. Ehm, rena, syredrivna och samtidigt med både koncentration och husat fet munkänsla. Så varsågoda, häng med Audrey Brassini och få dig en ordentlig inblick i Puyificé. En region som länge stått i skuggan av sina norra grannar. Men som nu är på stark frammarsch. Skål! Okay, so welcome Audrey Brassini That's is that correct? Yeah? Yes, it's yeah. perfect. <laughs> welcome to, um, to Sweden and welcome to uh, the Vintratana show. Nice to have you here.
1: very happy to be there too.
2: Have you been uh, to, to Sweden before? Is it the first no, time? No,
1: it's the first time.
2: Okay, okay. Uh, but just a, a, a quick, a, a brief uh, background on you. I know you were born in Lorraine. Yes, uh, true. Lorraine. That's Lorraine, uh, Lorraine, Lorraine. Okay. very well
1: known for but the quiche.
2: Oh yes. yes, quiche, Lorraine. Everyone knows it here, here as well. And then you studied enology at uh, Montpellier. At Montpellier,
1: yeah, yeah. yes, you're right.
2: And then started working as a winemaker in Bouchotlay, right? Yeah. Mm, yes,
1: yes, it was. Okay. Uh, in and the then room to go yeah, in
2: yeah. and then since 2008, you're the winemaker for Domaine Ferry. But but I read somewhere that uh, it was your f- your father that got you uh, interested in, in in wine from from the beginning. Can you tell us a little bit about, about yes. that? how, how did yes, it all starts?
1: Right. My my father was a Burgundy wine lover for a very long time, and uh, I had the luck to taste him with him since I was I think 12, twelve thirteen. Um, I saw him for a long time in the cellar. Touching with a lot of care all the bottles and spending time with his friends, having a glass of wine, smell and speaking about about the wine for hours, and there was a kind of magic.
2: Yeah, a passion.
1: Yes, so um, I, I saw it, and at the beginning I really thought it, the wine will be only a passion ah. for me. So I have a first job before studying oh, at
2: Okay, what did he do?
1: And my mother was. So I don't want to go too far from my family and no. I decided to study uh, food science engineer school Food science engineer school okay. So I worked for two years
0: okay. as, uh,
1: that, um, okay. that job And after I say no, I'm wrong, it's a mistake Wine can't only be a patient no. It will be my, my life
2: Yeah.
1: So I decided to go and come back to school to Montpellier To study at the same time analogy and viticulture it's, At the same time? Yes, yeah. it's really important and uh, one of the most important things, so it was important to study both.
2: Yeah, and and how long was that? It was like, how many years did you study for? Because
1: I was food science engineer before, so uh, in one year and a half I have made uh, um, the study to be an and uh, master of viticulture.
2: Oh, okay, okay, wow. And, and then... Uh, uh, then you ended up in, in Beaujolais. What 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 drove you to Beaujolais? What, why Beaujolais instead of like Burgundy or, or, or anything else?
1: Um, I just at first made a weekend to have some pleasure, and I decided to make the visit in Beaujolais, and especially in Fleury. Uh-huh. I made a beautiful visits, met wonderful people, um, very proud of the appellation, their area, and I really fell in love with that place and I decided to do my training period Mm. uh, in Beaujolais and Fleury
2: Okay, Uh, which uh, in what winery
1: Uh, it was um, uh, Cave des Producteurs de Fleury so the cellar for all the viticulture Uh, and I remember uh, all my friends that moment say but what are you going there in Beaujolais area such a cellar Ah. Uh, you will kill you for the the, the rest (laughs) of your life (laughs) and at the end, I have the luck, uh, at the end of the training period, they say we want you to direct the cellar. Okay.
2: Uh-huh.
1: So it was a big choice because at, at first I want to go abroad uh-huh. for some years to learn uh, south of uh, uh, Africa, uh, maybe New Zealand, yeah. uh, but just um, finishing my study, I was woman, young, uh, I don't um, spend a lot of time um, searching, it oh. was a yes and a real yes, because it was a great luck, really mm, for mm, me. Mm. And um, it was, I think, the good choice, because oh. I learned plenty of things.
2: And, and then uh, how long did you stay there? At, at, uh
1: so from 2005 it was the beginning of my training period until mm. 2008 where okay. I live from Domaine Ferret.
2: Okay and how, how did that happen? When, I mean how did you get in touch with the uh, Ferret? Did they contact you or did which, uh, how did it happen?
1: Um, I will say again great luck and uh, beautiful meetings um, when I was uh, so in Fleury with the person uh, who managed the appellation, we showed the wines at Festival de Cannes. Mm-hmm. It was in 2000, 2007. And I met Guillaume de Castelnau, the director from Chateau des Jacques at that moment. So we exchanged and happened several months. And one day I received a little paper and said, so today, and you, it will be a great luck for you. And you will meet Pierre-Henri Gaget on Friday from Maison-Louis Jadot please see him. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, I, after so meeting Jacques Lardière, the British wine maker from Maison Louis Jadot, Pierre-Henri Gaget, I have the great choice in August that they say we want you to direct Domaine Ferret. Ah. So th- the dream continue. Yeah. I can't imagine. Because Louis Jadot,
2: they bought Domaine Ferret the same year, 2008. 2008. Yeah, okay. Wow, wow. And uh, uh, what w- but t- tell us then about about the domain man uh, Ferret.
1: A beautiful story. Mm-hmm. Um, at first, two men. Antoine Ferret, the director of uh, Solutre School, a teacher. And his son, Jean Alfred Ferret. That's why on the bottle you can see Domain J.A. Ferret. Yeah. Yeah. A dentist. Both. They uh, managed the estate at the beginning. So uh, uh, at the beginning of last centuries, it was a patient. They have a few hectares for their own pleasure. I have to speak about that two men because it, it was it was the beginning. But the real important person was the wife ah. of joel Fred, Jeanne Lorton. So sometimes you can find Domaine Ferret Lorton. Oh yeah, yeah. It's for that person. Okay. And not only was she the Greek person for the estate, but also the Greek person for all the appellation. So she arrived, um, I will say, in the middle of the 30s, mm.
0: knowing
1: nothing about the wines. She came from Charolles, mm. so very well known in France for the cause. And when she arrived, it was a very clever and talented people. She tasted all the wines, the barrels, and she said it was a mistake to make us all the other producer a blend of pouilly fuse sells to merchants. So she was the first in Fusé to do the vinification of the single vineyard, oh, okay. as do it was in the north. Uh, all,
2: right, all right,
1: And do the bottling at the property, mm-hmm. 1942, the first vintage. And a little bit after, so in the 70s, she made her own classification with Tête de Cru and Or Class Cuvee. Tête de cru was her premier cru, oh. and hors classe cuvée her grand cru. And again, that time, she was, if I say avant-gardiste, mm-hmm. now we are working to reach premier cru, in Puy-Fuissé appellation. And again, she really understand all before the others. I will say really understand, not discovered, because you have a great person of logic l- 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 such as Jules Guyot, mm. 150 years before, who said about the appellation, it was a great one, very beautiful, and it can be as good as the white of the North of the Burgundy. And I really think that she understands mm. and always keep in her mind that things and do her best to show the greatness of the appellation. Yeah. And that person, she really worked very hard for the estate until she was 80 years old.
2: Wow, wow. So Amazing woman.
1: Uh, yes. Yeah. After she, uh, when she died in 1993, she gave the estate to her daughter, Colette. To be honest, she has not the same talent as the mother, but a very clever person and she wants to do her best to continue. And unfortunately, she was ill since the year 2000 and died in 2006 without having child and husband. So a big problem for Domaine Ferret. Yeah. And 2007 was a year of I will say a, f- a fight because you have the producer of the appellation who wants to have a, a part of Domaine Ferret, and at that moment Maison Louis Jadot really fight with one goal. There was a great link between Maison Louis Jadot and Domaine Ferret for more than twenty years. Of course, they both they must uh, each year, but between Jacques Lardier, ah. the famous winemaker. Jeanne Ferret and Jules Chauvet, they all, um, um, in French, effervescence de cerveau, a real brain connection. They work Mm. about uh, yeast, vinification, fermentation, um, so a great link. And the goal of Pierre-Henri was really to make the Domaine Ferret live again and keep the spirit of Jeanne Ferret. Ah. That's why on the bottle, the, the, the most beautiful way to understand it is when you see the bottle of Domaine Ferret. Ah. It's still the green bottle, the label, and very small on the back label, Maison Louis Jadot. But it was uh, very important to let independent. From
2: I mean, Louis Jadot, they 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 understand quality as well. So I guess it was a, a good company to to, to, to yes. buy as a buyer because
1: and a lot of respect. Yeah, really.
2: yeah. But but um, if you also tell us. Um, about more uh, into um, details when it comes to like terroir and climate, what what do you have to work with, so so to speak? Yeah.
1: So I um, I come back maybe just about the appellation. Yeah. A thing important to know, Maconnais. You have five village appellation. So Pouilly Fuisse Pouilly Locher, Pouilly vinzel Saint Veran and Virey-Claissé. We have made a big word when we, when we began our. Um, uh, studies uh, for the premier cru about topsoil and subsoil. The person who made the study, Isabelle Le Tessier, great uh, technical person, she said at the end, Pouilly-Fuissé appellation and Fuissé village especially is probably the most complex appellation of all the big burgundy when you speak about the kind of soils. Mm -hmm. Because we have on Fuissé, it's an open amphitheater, open to the north. On the west-facing slope, the same soil as you can find in the Beaujolais area, with schist, sand, gray volcano sedimentaire, mm. two friolitics, so all the granitic soil. And once you pass the river in the middle of the village on the east-facing slope, that in that part you find much more the same soil as in the north, uh-huh. mars, limestone, and a little bit special in Maconais, so some kind of glaze. In, in French, argile résiduelle. Mm. So, one thing to, to keep in our mind, the complexity of the appellation.
2: And the domain has, you, you have uh, sort of parcels in, in all these different sort types. 18
1: uh, hectares, yeah, but more than 50 long. plots.
2: Oh, wow. wow. Okay.
1: All around.
2: <laughs> 50 plots and 18 hectares. Okay. Mm.
1: So, um, it was very important for me at the beginning to know very well and to find each time the best way. And before, when I arrived at Domaine Ferret, it was a very traditional way in the vineyard. Mm. And not because the vine growers, they don't want to do their best. It was only because Colette Ferret, she was ill and she can't give them, I will say, the tools and the human helps mm. to do better. Mm. So... We change the way, but with a lot, a lot of care, and um, it takes, I will say, close to six, seven years for oh. it to transform all. So, beautiful terroir, uh, really good, and I think always to the the middle of the east-facing slope mm. with Mars, limestone. I think to the Mintrière, tournon Pouilly, but a lot of care.
2: Ah, oh. nice, and and. Um but but how do you, you have? You said, go going back to fifty plots in eighteen hectares. How, how do you, how do you treat the grapes? I mean, do do, do you. Do you ferment every every parcel separately, so you, you do like 50? Mo- de- most 50. of
1: them, yeah. uh, not 50, especially for uh, some vintage, I think to 2013, 2016, very small vintage yeah. uh, in quantity. So at that moment, to to, to have a, a good press, mm. uh, I have to put some together, mm. but at least between 35 and 40 cuvées. Wow, wow,
2: wow. And you do... You do um, each, each uh, cuvée comes a, a separate wine, or what?
1: How do you...? So, I have the single vineyard Mrs. Ferret, sur le Clos, les Perrières, Ménétrières, Tournant Pouilly, single until the bottling at the end. For the others, I have Separate vinification, some in the tanks coming from the west-facing slope mm. to keep that crisp freshness. Yeah. The others on Mars limestone, I do the vinification in two barrels. Not a lot of new oak, no. um, especially with some vintage that 2015, just to keep the density of the cuve, but a lot of freshness. And just few few months one two months uh, before the bottling i do my my blend so it can Mm. change Mm. a little bit yeah
2: yeah all right Um, but, how, but how was it for you to, coming from Beaujolais, working mostly with Gamay, I guess, and then going, starting working with, basically, it's just, just Chardonnay, all of the plots, yeah?
1: Yes, before it was only red, yeah. and then it was only white. Yeah. Really afraid. <laughs> the first vintage, and uh, to be honest... Uh, Uh, I arrived in November 2008, Mm -hmm. so just after the the vinification and the harvest. So the real vintage was the 2009, and I really remember at that moment that I I thought maybe Jacques Lardier, that great man, would have come and say, I know, I will show you how to do. (laughs) And no, no, the harvest began, and only four days after... I saw Pierre Henri Gaget and Jacques Lardière saying everything's going well. You are okay. Taste someone. Okay. See you soon. (laughs) So really afraid, Mm. but um, they trust. uh, So after I said I'm, I will do, Mm. and I will do well. Uh,
2: uh, Exciting though. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And, and were uh, how, how, did, how did it turn out? Were you happy with, uh, with the, so the 2009 vintage then? It,
1: it, it was um, not so easy vintage at that moment. And uh, I remember me crying the 13th of July because we have a hell. Mm-hmm. A huge hell. One meter of water just behind the Melfare wow. on the wow. road. Um, and the, the, the most um, difficult moment was the hell on Tournant Pouillet and Minetrier. So... I saw it and I remember me calling Pierrot crying, saying there is quite nothing at that moment. And I remember picking up the berries. It comes always from the, the southwest. Oh. So the northeast uh, berry were, for some of them, they were still, uh, good, uh, good yeah, yeah. So I remember for the harvest, with the harvester taking the little berries and we have... If I remember well, 500 bottles of oh, of each. God. So it was really a a, a, a vintage um, um, special to try really to do uh, with a lot of care to keep the few berries in some of them they oh, have. Wow. a <laughs> Rough
2: rough start, so to speak. <laughs> but you you mentioned you uh, w- when you started you you did some some changes in the in the. Um, in the sort of um, vinification process in the vineyard. Uh, can you tell us more about that, what, 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 what changes?
1: Um, in the vineyard first, before they use herbicide hmm? to kill the grass, uh, really strong protection. So it was important to change. Um, I, I won't have bad words about the person who begin to use it because um, I really think at that moment where um, they use at first, they don't know all the consequences. And um, you have person say, be sure, try, you will have yield without having pain. So um, at the beginning, I really thought it would have been maybe difficult to make the vine grower change uh, because you have a lot of pain, uh, not the same world and for all because they knew it would be good for the water we have inside, um, for better wines, for the consumer, and for their own health. It was with a smile. Mm. So we change. Uh, so no more herbicides. Um, much more care about the protection of the vineyard, uh, but without being integrist.
2: Mm, yeah, yeah.
1: And with the vinification, um, in 2009, because we want to vinify all the Domaine Ferré with the same care, mm-hmm. before only a part was vinified, the rest was cell. In oh, yes, yeah. yes, yes. We decided to build a new cellar to be um, to have the same care for all the wines. So it's in the middle of the village and with the gravity low. So mm-hmm. we have the press, the tanks, and the barrel in the bottom. Mm-kay. So much more care again no. to grapes.
2: <clears throat> you um, but 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 how would, for someone who hasn't tasted anything of the how would you describe sort of your uh, your uh, your signum what what, what 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 do you want to express uh, in the wines both as the domain and also your your personal winemaking style what what, what is it that you are after
1: at first the greatness of the terroir of Fuisse, really at first so I will say near be, being hidden mm. between this. But at first it's this, the greatness of, of a Menetriere, of a Tournant Puy, the personality of each plot. Mm. And the purity of the Chardonnay grapes. So not fat wine, digestibility, purity in the wines.
2: It's not too much oak, not uh, just freshness increase.
1: Yes, and yeah. the, I will say behind the place.
2: Yeah, yeah. But if we, if, we, if we could um, <clears throat> look at some, let's see here. Uh, um, for instance, let's if you could just could could, could choose one of the wine. Maybe Leclerc, Leclerc, which is quite famous, really, <laughs> and just tell us a little bit, little bit. Little, more detail uh, regarding the, the vinification, I mean, how... The for the 2015
1: vintage, for instance? Yeah, for
2: instance, yeah. If it, because that's the one that's, that's out now, or is it uh, 16 that's coming, or... Uh,
1: maybe 2015. Yeah, yeah 15, uh, yeah, yeah. 2015 um, uh, is probably the, the vintage, if I have one to remember, so now it's 10 years, yeah. that, that year that I'm in Domaine Ferret, it's maybe the vintage I will remember. Um, beautiful and um, some beautiful sun, v- winter, normal, the spring, with some rains, so good temperature, so good. Since the beginning of June, we have a hot temperature, not too much rain. So we decided to begin uh, the harvest the 26th of August, and one was unexpected, was the three days of south, Um, wind wind from the south the three days before the harvest. So it was important to go very quick to pick up and with one thing in my mind, keep the freshness and the purity. So normally the team, it's 45, 46 person, the harvester. Now it was close to 70 to pick up only the morning, quick, we have um, cool containers at the beginning, press fresh grapes, good fermentation, not too much oak. And that vintage especially, I heard so many times, the great vintage for the red wines, wonderful, but now it's for one year that I'm fighting to say, okay, a good vintage for the red. But it can be also a so great wine you can keep for the white, mm. and the white of the south of the Burgundy. So um, it's really to, to show that even for that vintage a little bit sunny, you have the great terroir where you can show something very, very beautiful. Ah. And Le Clos, <laughs> if I have one word to remember, it's the welcoming wine. You can't imagine the place. It's a little uh, a little plot, the smallest single vineyard, it's mm-hmm. 0.63 hectare, ah. just close to the main Ferret. And when you enter, um, you have really that feeling of Welcoming, and it's the same with the wine. The, the wine. It is the first one of the single vineyard, the first one which is open with that kind of um, a velvet, um, a roundness, um, uh, as when you touch uh, the, the the skin. Oh, okay, uh, yeah, yeah.
2: Le oh, looking, for, really looking forward to try, trying it later. Uh, but uh, if you if you talk about uh, Maconnais as a, as a sort of the bigger picture, what what's what's going on in in, the, in right now? The sort of the biggest trends. The biggest les premiers crus, les premiers crus. the first premier
1: premier, cru, yeah. yeah. appellation. Yeah, That's the so uh, it was a great project, and um, uh, with the president of the appellation, Frederic Marc Burrier, we are working about this since the middle of the year two thousand, um, <laughs> and we we hope cross fingers, maybe next year, it will be possible to see the end. So we have worked very hard and tried to, I would say, try to go with a a clever way, uh, hand by hand with all the producer, and try to keep in our mind, we are doing this for the future. So really have to tell the truth, and um, we work for the next generation. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. So, so um, it, it's quite close now. Uh, hopefully. And <laughs>
1: now we have um, the, um, uh, not uh, ended, but the, the delimitation and the list of the, the crew. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, a moment now we call Enquête publique. So when we ask all the producer, uh, are you okay? Do you think uh, a plot is um, not inside and deserve to be? Mm. So it will be for two months. After we will um, uh, the ENO will see again the um, the end the limitation mm. and uh, the the rules cahier des charges. Yes. So uh, after, if it's okay and ENO will say yes, mm. it will be again what we call PNO procedure nationale d'opposition, where you can ask um, not only the producer but much more people mm. are mm. they okay with the project and uh, if it's okay. Uh,
2: can you mention uh, some of the rules that there are there are um, as it it's is a little now. bit
1: it's a little bit early to ah. speak about this uh, for the for the moment but uh, as you can imagine um, uh, lower yield yeah, uh, but it's the we, basic stuff. we we have some things because before we have Fuissé mm. and we we'll would say Climat so it was restricted rule for the Climat ah. so we go a little bit further but we have already something.
2: Yeah, yeah, I get it. Uh, but what about um, when it comes to, to climate change and stuff like that? Do you, do you feel affected uh, in PFC as well? Do you need to change uh, stuff in the vineyard or? Um, I will you...
1: tell you one thing, and I think you will understand. <clears throat> Last century, there was two vintage where there was the, the harvest which begin in August. So 47, 76. Since the year two thousand, we have two thousand three, two thousand seven, two thousand eleven, two thousand fifteen, two thousand seventeen. Wow! It answers your yes question. <laughs> yes, <it does.
2: laughs>
1: so yes, we have um, we have changes, and um, uh, of course, for some of the village, uh, which were not so well known in the year the 70s because a little bit more high in altitude mm. uh, they um, is very positive for mm. them for some of our village they have to take care not to be too much ripe
2: yes I get it it's a uh, earlier been, uh, earlier harvests than uh, uh, one last question um, what do you think is the sort of the perfect food for for we have to say wines in general, and especially, especially than Domaine Ferret. What do you what do you, do, what do you eat? Uh,
1: it's difficult to say in general. It depends. Uh,
2: On what
1: wine? So I will say some Tournant de Pouilly. Oh, yeah, or Perrier, two thousand
0: fifteen.
1: You have. They are very young for the moment, but you have that um, beautiful bitterness at the end. And I remember the work of um, Grand Chef Francais, and sophie Pique, mm. who really enjoyed to work with that beautiful bitterness. So I think that wine, a little bit young, you can make, make a beautiful wedding with some um, little bit rich dishes, such as uh, risotto. Uh, so mm. it can be beautiful. Mm. Um, after, with some old dust, I like with... Um, Goat cheese, because mm. I'm very fond of uh, of of cheese, um, and if you want really something much more traditional, uh, I think to some 2006 uh, with that roundness and richness, with some uh, beautiful uh, chicken with cream, so from oh. from Bresse and um,
2: sounds good, <laughs> making me hungry. Uh, Thank you for taking the time talking to us. It was my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you you very much. And uh, have a nice rest of the time in, in Stockholm.
1: Thank you. I hope I will enjoy. I'm really sure. Thank you. Thank you.